Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Listening to the Beyond Terrestrial Podcast, your one-stop shop for the outstanding, the unconventional, and the downright strange. Strap in because the boys are about to take a wild ride. I'm Funk Master B, setting up that tea for the duo of gum foolery. Your hosts, Dan and Lee. I believe in aliens. I mean, in an infinitely growing universe, why would we be the only living species? Bigfoot, Nazi, all that stuff, it's got to be real. How are we to say that we're the only ones? It's just ignorant. I think aliens are not only from other planets, but they're time travelers. Welcome back, Beyonders. It's nice to have you back. Welcome to Beyond Terrestrial, the place where you can find the strange, the macabre, the conspiratorial, and all things supernatural. My name's Lee Errett. As always, I'm coming to you from the Haunted Barn Studios in the Bell Witch's backyard, and I'm joined by my friend, my compatriot, my other half, question mark? Of this podcast, Dan Martin. Dan, how are you doing today? Very goodly, very, very good. Thank you very much. And uh, we just came through the one week of winter we have here in Mississippi. Very, very cold. Funny enough, I have the same one week. Yeah, we get one week. It was pretty. It was pretty solid one week. Um, ice everywhere. Ice. It's very slippery. Yeah, and the difference between like we always I. Northerners like to laugh. I was one of them, right? You always like think to yourself as a northerner, why are so many things shut down? But then we actually got some like decent ice, right? And I was like, oh, that's why. Nobody can drive in it. And we don't have the infrastructure to clean it up quick enough to make it at least somewhat safe. So Yeah, yeah, it's insane, dude. And people like raid the grocery stores. And I was like, guys, you know, we could walk to the grocery store. It is less than a mile from my house. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> if we were that hard up, we could get there. Trust me. Yes. What I also noticed that was just completely wiped out our other, uh, like our second, possibly in many cases, most 
um, accurate form of receiving grain in our diet, the beer aisles. The beer aisles were just completely wiped at my local Walmart, at least. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, beer and That's wine insane, just wiped dude. out. I'm like, guys. No, it's <laughs> bread, bread, eggs, and milk all gone. Yeah. Well, bread, eggs, and milk were gone too, so. but beer was also gone. I'm just like, what is going? Okay, all right, all right. So yeah, yeah, it took weeks for it to all get back in, but now we are good to go, mm-hmm. and we have uh, some more Mississippi tales to go through. Yes, Mississippi, the state of missing an ippy. Um. That was terrible. Mike, just take that whole portion out. I'm done. That was one of the worst jokes you've ever made. I, I know. No, I leave know. it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, we need to, we need to uh, give a special thank you to our editors, Simple Equations Media, Las Vegas, Nevada, full service audio video production company. They can take an idea through pre-production. They can help you shoot it, record it edit it um get it out they are great guys so thank you for making us sound good we appreciate it uh even though these jokes are terrible and probably should be edited out you know what though mike does a good job of making them sound like he's almost like the uh like the 90s standard laugh track where it just puts in um a uh, like a pinpoint so people know to laugh and pretend like they're paying attention so it's great yeah we need we need like uh laugh tracks and maybe like uh some crickets once in a while yes. for you Lee. Yes. Crickets <laughs> crickets would be great. Like I think that uh, like somebody may have had that idea on at past episodes. I don't know, but crickets would be great. Um and uh, shoot, like trombone, right? Like wah wah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Dan What do we got going on today? Yeah, we better get right to this interview. Uh, I sat down with a gentleman named Jared, native Mississippian, was visiting for the holidays, home from the military, and he saw something very out of the ordinary, Lee, and I think it is a sighting that might, that really should go down in the books as one of the legitimate question marks. Like, what the hell was it? Uh, it was probably interdimensional Bigfoot. No, really. The video... Dan. Who knows? Dan, Who knows? Dan, <laughs> I thought I lost you. Like, you were seriously so silent that I thought I lost you. Like, I thought you just dropped out on me. <laughs> and you're doing it again, aren't you? Is this thing on? No, that was that was me reacting to your joke. <laughs> oh, fair enough, fair enough. I figured, I figured. So, it it is a crazy story, and it's a crazy video. Um, we're gonna do links to the um, to the Reddit strip or what is it, the subreddit. Reddit. Um, we're gonna do links to that so you all can see the video as well. It is an interesting video. Well, uh, I think we can explain a whole lot more in the interview, Lee. Toss it. All right, well, why don't we just jump over to the interview? Mike, take it away. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. All right, Beyonders, um, we are always out there looking for interesting stories, and this is, I guess, part of our Mississippi series. I ran across a uh, local UFO sighting, and we're here with the uh, one of the witnesses and videographers, uh, Jared. Nice to meet you, Jared. Yeah, nice to meet you too, Dan. Um, now, let set this up for us a little bit. Um, what what brought you to uh, Mississippi? Are you a native or? I am. I was born and raised, and this actually happened in my uh, my hometown. Uh, but now I'm uh, I've been in and out of the military, so right now I'm in North Carolina. So. Okay, so you were you were down visiting then? Yeah, yeah, I was home for the holidays. Really cool, really mm-hmm. cool. And now this happened up um, up in the northern part of the state on Highway Four between um ripley and uh what was what's the other town boonville boonville that's right Mm -hmm. i almost said hooverville for some reason but i knew (laughs) that was wrong um so boonville okay um and you were heading west i believe towards ripley yeah heading towards ripley we live uh right in between there so oh okay really Mm -hmm. cool Mm -hmm. um now in the video you shared and it's on reddit in the uh ufos subreddit um so um folks can go check that out Mm -hmm. um it's about 15 seconds pretty short clip um that you took for snapchat Mm -hmm. um but what i gathered from your comments is it doesn't really capture the motion of what you saw um so i guess can you just um describe the day the conditions a little bit and uh what you ended up seeing yeah so uh it was actually i mean i'm zoomed in i've got like a note 20 that's what it's on the camera uh-huh. uh i'm zoomed in all the way and it's so blurry and shaky because i'm driving i'm like going down the highway uh <laughs> yeah. and like like 
one hand on the wheel recording with the other hand, which is terribly dangerous, and I don't advise that. But <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, we saw it. Me and my mother saw it in the sky, and uh, it. I just noticed the uh, the the trail behind it at the time was zigzagging, and I've uh, I've worked in the air wing for a little while, and I'd never seen anything like that. Uh, mm-hmm. So as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Oh man, what is that?" And my mom's like, "You know, she's freaking out. She's a little older." And then we noticed there's uh there's like eight at first it looked like four and then more and more jets were like scrambled around this thing in the sky and we're not super close to any kind of bases or anything so for there to be that many in the view of the sky right there was kind of weird with it too. Really, very mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. So I, um, when you had mentioned that it appeared to be escorted, I was like, well, where's the nearest Air Force base? Mm-hmm. Um, there is not really anything uh, in Mississippi. There's an there is a training wing in uh, Columbus. There's um, a, there's actually there. in the I've actually been to the base in uh, Biloxi, the Keesler Air Force Base is there, uh-huh. home of the uh, the Storm Chasers, the C-130s that fly into the eyes of hurricanes. Right, so, there you but go. that but that is you know six That's hours down south on the coast. Road. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so, and you wouldn't you wouldn't imagine you would scramble uh, trainers from uh, no. northern Mississippi. Like, what are you going to do with a training jet? Yeah, um, no, so, definitely. Um, and in fact, I was looking at some of the uh, aircraft they fly as trainers. Some of them are you know uh, prop planes and stuff like that. You know, they're not full on military aircraft the you know the the advanced stuff so yeah and at um, one point really interesting yeah at one point one of the jets actually crossed through the trail of it so initially and i don't know how well it'll pick up on camera but it was the trail behind it was probably from the eyes view and you know we're really far out and it's pretty high up in the sky but from my view it was probably you know this long behind the object and it was Mm -hmm. zigzagging like this back and forth almost like a lightning bolt but it was like bright red you can see the kind of fire coming off of it in the video uh and i wish i had gotten it then but i i I wasn't able to pull my camera out so yeah no that's all right you know at least you got something a lot of folks um especially if you peruse these ufo reddits and stuff like Mm -hmm. that they have a lot of stories um but there's not a lot of video all the time or there'll be like maybe a still photo Mm-hmm. And you can't always get a whole lot about a UFO sighting from a still picture. Yeah. Um, but this is really interesting. Um, in the video, I noticed watching it, um, it appears like that that trail that it leaves is very, very wide. Mm-hmm. It's very thick. Which makes, which makes a lot of sense the way you're saying it was zigzagging. Um, so that could help create a, a very wide contrail. I... I mean, you've said you've worked uh, in an air wing. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of anything that would leave a zigzag contrail like that. No, I've uh, I've worked with uh, the V-22s, the Osprey. Uh, uh-huh. And then I, uh, so I was in uh, on Marine Corps Air Station Miramar in San Diego. So it's uh, a composite. They have helicopters and uh, some jets there as well. Uh, uh-huh. So I've I've been you know on the flight line when you hear these things taking off and whatnot and I've seen all the contrails and I've seen a bunch of stuff I've never seen anything like that. Yes, very cool. Um, now, this is something that we've seen um, lately uh, in a lot of stuff. Well, maybe I I don't know. Maybe we did some 
stories, uh, or I listened to some stories about the Cash Landrum incident. So maybe it's like a uh, a Bader Meinhof sort of thing, where once you hear one story about it, you see more and more stories mm-hmm. about military aircraft escorting what appears to be uh, a UFO or some other type of um, phenomenon. Um, so I I mean, in in your experience. Um, you know, what does it take for uh, the military to uh, scramble up jets? I would imagine they have this down to a to a pretty good science, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. There's getting always getting a plane ready to take off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it depends on the unit that's nearby, the mission they're doing. Uh, in unless there was something on the Gulf Coast that they were on standby for, that it wouldn't they wouldn't mm-hmm. just have anything sitting there ready unless they were expecting something. Oh, yes. That's a very good point. Um, And so you would think uh, to get that number of planes ready to intercept something like this, they would have had to have some foreknowledge of its appearance, maybe uh, via radar or something like that. So, yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, Um, it it was not to cut you off, but uh, it was my my thinking also that it could have been uh, military experimental aircraft gone awry, you know, and that's why they were up there. So, uh huh. Yeah. So, so that would, that would, um, maybe be part of the explanation for its, uh, really odd motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, especially if it was something that was maybe unmanned. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm, interesting. Yes. Very interesting. Uh, you know, one of my theories has been that, um, a lot of the UFO stuff we're hearing about now with, um, like, to the stars academy and mm-hmm. like the tic tac videos and stuff like that could be um could be drones like highly advanced drones but we'll see who knows yeah, um could be what now one of the theories um early on uh when in the discussion that you'll see on uh the ufo subreddit about it um there was a lot of discussion about natural phenomenon Mm-hmm. Um, because this did kind of produce a fireball, almost meteor-type um, look. What do you think about those explanations? Uh, from what I was reading, and again, I'm very much so not an expert on astronomical events, but uh, uh, anything I feel like anything that size, that low in the atmosphere, you'd have heard about it when it landed, you know, because most of it burns up in the atmosphere, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, yeah, or... or um, Sometimes something like that, if it's flying through the atmosphere, will actually, you know, explode mm-hmm. um, and there'll be uh, a real explosion there to go along with it. A boom. Yeah. Um, very interesting. See, now I lived uh, in southern Idaho for a number of years, uh, very close to the Mountain Home Air Force Base. Um, and Idaho has the largest sightings of UFOs per capita. Um in large part because it's a small state, but um, there's always there's always some weird stuff going on around there. Um, Mississippi has uh, some very famous UFO um, stories in its history, uh, most famously down in Pascagoula with an alien abduction story. Um, I mean, Jared, have you ever been into, uh, you know, UFOs in Fortiana? Do you have any background in this, or is this the first time you've seen uh, anything close to this it'd be the third time that i've seen anything weird uh oh okay cool one of them 
I was uh, in Nevada on a base, and we were near a base where they were testing things and whatnot, so it was kind of expected. Uh, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so I don't, I don't really know how much I'm willing to really talk about that one. Uh, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. We are um, after after this interview that we're mm-hmm. doing. I'm actually going to do a debate with some other podcasters about Bob Lazar stories, yeah. and all of those are from Nevada test sites. Mm-hmm. And he's got plenty of video. So, like, we all know they're doing stuff out there. Um, so, yeah, whatever they're doing, they're doing it. It's we, crazy. <laughs> we were we were like a mountain range away from 51. So it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a tertiary base, not really for that kind of thing. And we were uh, uh-huh. ge- gearing up before we went on deployment and we saw some stuff out there that was like it wasn't involved with the base we were on. Uh, so it was across that mountain range. But we were all just like, that's that's not how aircraft work. <laughs> so it was. Yeah. Ooh, it was. Yeah. Some, it was some interesting stuff. And then I saw one when I was much younger over the same area. So where me and my mother were driving through, it starts, when I start recording the video, we're at the top of a hill crest, and then it goes mm-hmm. down into a long street, and I think in the uh, in one of the, because I, I have two videos of it, and one of them is much shorter, it's like eight seconds, but either way, where we're going across, our old house is like, I mean, a stone's throw away. We don't live there anymore, we sold the house, but in that same yard, with that same view of the same sky, I saw what seemed to be another experimental aircraft when I was much, much younger, when I was like 13, 14. Me and my, one of my cousins saw it while we were out playing one night. So, yeah. Really cool. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Jared, this, is, this sounds, what's cool about this story, I think, is it's an area you're familiar with, mm-hmm. um, a place where you grew up, um, and, uh, you know, you've, you've seen that sky probably, you know, thousands and thousands of times at sunset mm-hmm. um and would notice something weird like this so this is why we like to get into these local stories um because the, you just get a little bit more depth of understanding uh from a local that you wouldn't get from uh another place so mm-hmm. i really appreciate you coming on um now since uh you know since you've uh seen this and videoed it and shared it um, mm-hmm. just what has been, uh, the response from, you know, the online community, family, friends, um, what do they think when they see it? Uh, family and friends, of course, uh, you, you, you lived in Mississippi for a while, right? Or, uh, this, I've one year now, one year. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe, maybe you're getting the feel for it then, but people are very, uh, cautious, I guess would be the word. <laughs> so all of my family. Yeah, no, that's very that, true. Yeah. No, that's. Yeah. Uh, all of my, my, my family, my father, of course, he, he was able to see it when we got home. The thing was, is it stayed pretty much the same elevation in the sky. I followed it almost, you know, until we got to our driveway and pulled into where we live at now. Uh, and it was still in the sky going strong. Those jets still up there with it. We still saw them for a while, even after we couldn't see the object anymore. Uh, so my dad had been out in the yard burning some pile of leaves or something. So he was weirded out by it. And then of course, you know, my whole family lives in the area there. They were all weirded out by it. They're all, you know, it's the end times and whatnot. (laughs) (laughs) As far as the, as far as the online response though, it was very lackluster to me. Uh, a lot of people just Mm -hmm. dismissing it as kind of like, Oh, you know, and granted it is a pretty short video. I don't really blame them. And I've been browsing through that. Uh, I actually joined that subreddit to post that video. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been browsing the subreddit, and now I see why people kind of take it with a grain of salt after everything I've seen on there. So, yeah, that is very true. There is, um, there's plenty of fakers out there, so it makes it hard to um, take in. Th- this is wh- another reason why it's a good to enjoy these local stories. Um, like we're gonna do a Bob Lazar debate. This is one of those big well-known stories in the mm-hmm. ufo community mm-hmm. um there's just there's just a lot of um fakery around these big stories um but a local story like you know you're not making any money off of this right no. um and you know you had the foresight to videotape it and share it um and not you know make it make it into some big secretive thing um Mm-hmm. with a you know special interview so uh i'm very glad we're out here talking about this this is this is the way i think these investigations should be done we should be able to talk about something we saw and then go back into the public records i mean um you know i've i've tried to look up flight trackers and stuff like that i haven't really seen a whole lot um you know the way you're facing looking up towards ripley mm-hmm. you would think the most air traffic would be um a few hundred miles away in Memphis. I mean, how far is it away to Memphis uh, from where you saw that? By the highway, it's a little over an hour to hour and a half drive from Memphis. But there's also the Tupelo Regional Airport, which is only like 40 minutes away. Not even, probably. Oh, so. okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. Um, they ha- I know they have a little uh, airport up there for the for the triangle there. Um, hmm. Very interesting. Um, but I, I would not... Well, I actually live next to the Jackson Airport. I live pretty close to the Jackson Airport. Surprising amount of traffic. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Especially when it goes over your house all the time. Yeah. I, <laughs> um, I, I have uh, I've flown in and out of the Memphis Airport many times. That's where I always, because it's cheaper to fly out of Memphis than Tupelo. So that's where I always uh-huh. come in from. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Memphis is the, the FedEx hub, so it gets a mm-hmm. ton of traffic. So I could imagine... Um, you know, it wouldn't be uncommon on certain days, given certain atmospheric conditions, to see lots of contrails. Um, but, I mean, to see, you know, a, a dozen planes in the sky at once, uh, would you say that's very common, Jared? No, not at all. I mean, I've seen probably probably like four to five tops. I mean, this was easily... I know I hand counted eight while I was driving, and I, I I think there were probably more that were coming from even further back behind them. So, mm-hmm. and and to your appearance, these were you know like small fighter jets, mm-hmm. uh, something like a uh, like a F eighteen or uh, maybe one of the new F thirty fives or something. Okay, really cool. Um, <laughs> you know, we were talking about airports. Um, a couple F-18s came in to refuel here. Um, just na- just a couple Navy planes, no big deal. Um, but when those came in low over our neighborhood, mm-hmm. way louder than any cargo plane or commercial jet that ever that's ever been over here. It yeah, was, I was intense. I was uh, so one incident that I only heard about it didn't happen while I was on it, but uh, Naval Air Station Meridian is actually about three hours south of where this all occurred at, mm-hmm. and they train fighter pilots there. Uh, one of them flew low over the barracks on that base and shattered all of the windows out of every barracks on that base. Uh, yeah. 
And uh, then the F-35, I was uh, on one of the bases when they were first starting to kind of field it and test it at one of the exercises. And uh, I remember thinking, I didn't really know just like a huge amount. I had worked with the with the rotary wing a lot, and I knew the jets were loud. But I, when I think of a stealth jet, you know, I'm thinking, oh, it's it's quiet. Those things are not quiet. We had to <laughs> <laughs> we had to walk a mile uh, almost into work every day because we kind of got shipped out there uh, away from our home base. We didn't have any of our vehicles really, and so we were walking back and forth from where we were staying at for work. And I would hear those things spooling up, and getting ready to test. Like I mean, well out, and it was just shattering your eardrums nearly yeah wow Mm -hmm. um you know that was uh before we left idaho there was a big debate over bringing uh f-35s into uh gowan field which is right there by the boise airport Mm -hmm. um and people didn't want it they they shut that down they petitioned them to not bring the f-35s in even though i was like no they should do it but evidently they are extremely loud i had no clue i mean no I figured I figured it'd be loud, but holy moly! Um, yeah, you, you have to wear uh, dual ear protection when you're out on the flight line with those jets around. You have to wear the inserts, and then you're supposed to wear over the head ones too. So yeah, makes mm-hmm. sense. Makes sense because um, yeah, they're very intense. Um, but the air, I mean, you know, is the F thirty five an extremely expensive and highly engineered piece of equipment, right? <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. And some of i mean its capabilities would probably um i mean i i could not imagine a zigzag pattern you know a a sharp a sharp turn like that um Mm -hmm. still not part of what it does um you know so so the most but this is the most advanced jet that we're flying now you think um these guys who do advanced things over at Skunk Works, they're coming up with planes that are going to fly 20, 30 years from now, like, in mm-hmm. their production. Like, that's that's how advanced the, um, the research is um, and the concepts that they're coming up with. So mm-hmm. it's it's not something that a lot of folks think of when they, think, when they hear about, um, you know, what's going on in, like, Nevada. But there's plenty of books out there about uh, the skunk works and their operations um, that people can look into. So it's, I mean, just from an engineering perspective, it's fascinating. Um, but when you add in the whole, um, you know, military black budget sort of oh, yeah. stuff, it it gets very cloak and dagger along with it. So yeah, I, I would um, say the things, the thing I saw, and the in the contrail that it left. Uh, it, it's either a technology hitherto miss like I don't even I can't comprehend what it was uh, meaning <laughs> it's you know extraterrestrial or such an advanced tech that it seems extraterrestrial or very likely it could also be an unmanned aircraft because if, if you did that zigzag motion I don't know how you could keep the human body from getting tossed about in there at those speeds so or yeah just turning into a puddle or mm-hmm. losing consciousness mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Yeah, so I love watching YouTube videos uh, from guys who who do get to take these uh, military flights and, you know, pull five, six Gs. Um, and yeah, a lot of them go out in the back seat. I mean, it's, oh, it's yeah. hard. It's, it's something that takes training to do. Um, and in uh, at air shows, 
You mm-hmm. go to an air show and some of these, um, you know, highly, highly skilled flight teams, you know, Thunderbirds, Blue Angels sort of things. Um, mm-hmm. These guys are trained. They can pull something like seven, eight sometimes. Um, oh, yeah. In the G-forces um, mm-hmm. just because of their, you know, advanced training. Mm-hmm. So, but for for something as sharp as that, I could just I could not picture it. Um, no, because it's it, it was like a like a like a stop and go motion, and to stop to change direction that abruptly, it would you know it would jar you. So. Oh yeah, it would almost throw you through the window, right? Yeah, I could imagine. Um, it, it, yeah, that's another thing people don't think about is the negative G force that would pull you out towards the canopy. Mm-hmm. Um, so very interesting, very cool, Jared. Um, well, I think the only really thing to say is people can go check this out. Mm-hmm. It's on, uh, the UFO subreddit. Um, it's, uh, under your years, years, name, uh, do you want to share your full Reddit username? Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. It's uh wolf by the ears, three, nine, eight. Really cool. So people can go check that out. Um, and is it okay if we uh, share that on like our Facebook page and some other places? Yeah, by all, by all means, man. Most awesome. We will spread it around um, because it is. It's a really cool sighting. Um, you know, it's a contrail. You're facing west, and it is in the evening, mm-hmm. so the sun's kind of behind it, giving it a real nice, uh, fiery look. But on the other on the other hand, this contrail that you're looking at. Mm-hmm is way wider than the one surrounding it. Like you can tell in the video that this is something different than the other planes that are around it. Yeah. And you can't pick it up on the video. I'm glad you, you mentioned the the sunset and with the fireball and all that back there, you can't pick it up on the video, but in real life we could see like what almost looked like a metallic object in the fireball. But you know, I mean, it was just, you could see more detail with the eye than the camera picked yeah, up. Yeah, there's there was definitely yeah, I mean, there's something creating it, so there was definitely something out there. Um uh-huh. and uh would you say this metallic object um just from looking at it did it appear to be smaller, larger than the jets or uh was it too hard too Every, far away it, to tell? It, it's hard to tell cuz I'm I'm you know, I'm not an aerial observer or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm not just like in, intuitively watching things to know, but Judging by the one that went through, or it looked like it went through its contrail, it looked the whole fireball itself looked easily one and a half of the of the jets that were around it. Okay, yeah, very mm-hmm. cool. So something something perhaps a little bit larger. Mm-hmm. Um, that is very interesting. I think it'll be um, something that our listeners will definitely want to check out. Um, Lee and I will continue to discuss this after the interview because i i think like i said i've just heard a lot of stories about these um escorted uh ufos or uaps mm-hmm. they're out there now jared um i don't know just overall um you know what what do you think about extraterrestrial hypotheses as opposed to um you know something man-made and then we'll wrap it up for good I would say, uh, on the subject of extraterrestrials, I would say, uh, it'd be foolish to think we're alone out here, you know, but, mm-hmm. uh, as far as what this, do you want to know, like what I think this specific object was? 
Uh, or ju- or just, just overall, what's your what's your overall, overall thoughts? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I, it wouldn't be surprising to me if it's advanced military tech. You know, it's always been said we're you know a couple decades behind the military industrial complex. So, mm-hmm. and I've seen some pretty advanced drones. Again, that base I was on out in Nevada, they had drones there, and I actually got to see them up close. A predator is like much larger than you think it is. Like from seeing yes, it in media, yes, that's and something whatnot. not a lot of people realize. Yes. And, yeah, uh, so it's a big plane. I've seen the uh, the handheld Ravens, the Army use those drones and whatnot. And mm-hmm. drone tech is growing every day, and that's just what we have in the civilian sector. So it wouldn't be surprising to me at all if that was like a very large unmanned aerial aircraft. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I think I, I, it's too early to tell, man. It's too early to tell. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good take on it because something like extraterrestrials would require a lot of evidence Mm -hmm. um and you know you've you've worked uh in the military i've talked to plenty of people who work in the military um there there is a lot going on that none of us know about until it's out there right Um, not even us so yeah exactly yes you know not even people who work in the government know about it until Mm -hmm. um it's put into production Mm -hmm. so um, yeah, I I lean towards uh, the uh, the advanced aircraft stuff myself. I mean, you've seen uh, have you seen like the Air Force uh, space plane that's supposed to be hypersonic? I um, it it looks like a like a smaller version of the space shuttle, um, huh. and it'll it it's up there flying for like months at a time, mm-hmm. um, at near you know near the edge of the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, and who knows? I mean, it's probably going like Mach five or something like that. Just probably taking pictures of Russians or something like that. I don't even well, know. They won't. We, no one says what it does, but yeah. uh, I mean, I assume. <laughs> well, and then we've got SpaceX too, and the stuff they've been launching is you know the stuff of science fiction to us, and like some like mm-hmm. uh, when they launched the uh, the first big one they did where it cut that blue swath across the sky, and the whole country saw it nearly. Yeah, so. well, and um, our first our first um, uh, local sighting story was actually about Starlink satellites. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, these guys, like I said, we have come to a point technologically when it comes to space, um, when it comes to aeronautics, that um, you know, common people, even military people who are used to this sort of thing, cannot fully describe. Um, some of the research that's going on unless they're you know let into the the top secret halls of uh you know area 51 or something like that so yeah yeah very interesting my man Mm -hmm. well thank you jared for coming on this fills our time um you did a great job i really appreciate it um and we'll be back with more stories from out there beyond terrestrial thank you All right, we are back from that interview. Lee, what did you think? Man, I thought it was pretty crazy. Um, listening to him talk, he sounds he sounds completely lucid. He sounds like he's not, uh, first of all, making it up. Um, and also, like, he's not out to, he doesn't want to look like the crazy guy. 
right? He's not out to get famous. He's not out to Bob Lazar it. He's not out to write a book. Uh, I don't know. Maybe one day he'll write a book. Uh, although it'd be a pretty short book. I watched a I watched a uh, a thing zigzag through the sky with some some helicopters and planes around it. The end. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's a pretty it's a pretty simple story. Um, we saw everything that there is to see in the video, and he explained uh, the viewing conditions that he had a lot better in that interview. Jared does not seem like the sort of person who is out to uh, over-publicize this. He seems like a pretty credible eyewitness with his experiences in the military. Uh, I think this is just one of the better stories where someone sees something weird in the sky that they can't explain that could be human. I want to emphasize that. There's no saying that this is necessarily extraterrestrial, but it's definitely strange and it deserves an explanation. Yeah, and one thing that I like about it and about the way that he reacts to the situation, it's it's kind of a bit of a, huh, that's weird. Maybe I'll do a little more research. And that is it, right? Like, he's not... He's not, like, over trying to oversell it. It doesn't seem like he's just seeing something weird and he's, like, now, like, oh, my God, it's, it's got to be weird. No, he, he is very cool, calm, collected. He definitely portrays that he's been in the military, been around aircrafts, um, and he recognizes that, uh, you know, maybe it is our military. It's definitely something that we, like, he's never seen, but he didn't throw it out there and be like, it's not, or it's definitely not of this earth, right? And I like that. Yeah, I think it's a really good story. I think it's one that could be looked into. That probably should be looked into. Um, and if anyone's, uh, you know, into this sort of research about finding flight paths and things like that, I've done some cursory looking and I can't find any explanation for it. So, you know, who knows? It, there's something that was going on that day. Um, and all the information is out there. It's public. So, like, go ahead and debunk it. If it's something that is just, you know, a regular contrail that might have looked funny in the sky, like, we need an explanation for it. If it was something natural, um, there, there was just something weird about that. And you can see it in the video. It's definitely a little bit different. Um, so, yeah, that's, let's go. Let's put it out there. Let's see what people think. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Well, guys, like that's that's pretty much it. I mean, short one this week, isn't it, Dan? Doesn't it feel short? Yeah, it does. But there are a lot of these stories out there, Beyonders. And if anyone has any that they'd like to share, they can go ahead and do that on our Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram. We're all over the place. So if you've seen something crazy like that that you think people might want to see, Go ahead and put it out there, and we'll talk about it. And, uh, you know, we're non-judgmental. We're cool guys to talk to, so let's, let's hear about it. Yeah, I, I don't judge unless I'm in front of a microphone and um, talking about somebody who could probably kill me. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, guys, there's a lot more stories out there. I guess you're just going to have to keep your eyes open for more from Beyond Terrestrial. Boy! Thank you for listening to Beyond Terrestrial, all three of y'all. 
If you're still a fan of this show, follow Beyond Terrestrial on social media and join the Beyonders Facebook group for even more strangeness. Links to everything, including previous episodes, are available at beyondterrestrial.com. That's the place to go for stickers, merch, show swag, and our Patreon. Patrons get exclusive access to ad-free shows, giveaways, and the unedited after-show show. Anything you give to the show goes straight to Funk Master B's bachelor pad, which for now is also where these giant turkeys record this show. The show was edited by Simple Equations Media with music by Mike Roop. Dan and Lee will be back next Tuesday with more from Beyond Terrestrial.